the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's Happy Friday Eve, people. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Indeedy. In fact, I'm going to share with you guys uh, next week uh, about a little project I've been working on. This kind of had me one of the reasons why I haven't been on the socials much this week. Uh, so glad to have you guys joining me tonight, though. I haven't been able to hang out with you on the socials, but I've been enjoying my time with you all here. Like I do every night of the week on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. So much to get into tonight as we are rolling into this weekend tomorrow. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Who heard that hot mic moment today with Joe Biden? It was a little hard to hear, so we're not going to try to play it for you because, you know, why strain your ears trying to hear it? We're going to tell you guys what was said as we are less than uh, two weeks away from the most consequential midterms in our lives. We've got that to share with you guys tonight. And speaking of the consequential uh, midterms, what state is refusing to comply with their election laws? My man here pegged it months ago. He's like, there's a reason why these Democrats ain't that worried going into the midterms. If they can't win it legitimately, they're just going to play games with it. I might as well bring him on and have him say hi to y'all. You know I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous Potato. That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Andrea, they invent new ways each and every day and they never let up and they will find a way to try and get what they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no honor among thieves. And thievery is exactly what is going on. We and, and there's and it's happening in a variety of different ways. They would love they love to tell you there's no widespread fraud going on. Well, define widespread. They're using about twenty five different tactics. Okay, so I guess if you split it up, you know it's not one tactic that they're using across the country, but they're using all kinds of methods of fraud. Let's get into this hot mic moment that occurred today. Um, let me back up, though, before we get into that. There was a um, another news report yesterday or the day before, another allegation against Herschel Walker, another abortion he supposedly funded. What was going on with Herschel Walker is not unlike what happened to Roy Moore in the state of Alabama when he was running for, I don't remember what position he was running for at the time, might have been a state attorney general or, or a senator. He was a judge at the time when he was running for office, not unlike what happened to uh, Donald Trump. You know, they tried to trot out all these women with all these allegations. Uh, Trump just didn't go anywhere. Right. He was one of these Republicans. It was like, I'm, I, OK, hi. 
I'm here to stay. Not unlike Brett Kavanaugh, they'd love to trot out all these women with all their allegations. In this case, it was about abortion. But in the case of Brett Kavanaugh, it was about sexual assault allegations, right? And come to find out, none of them were true. Uh, remember when um, our, our man um, who, oh my gosh, um, Herman Cain, Herman Cain actually was running for president. Remember back in the day, I think it was it 2012. He threw his hat in the ring. Remember his 777 plan or was it 999 plan? I think it was his economic plan. They trotted out all these women to make these allegations against him and he dropped out of the race. And it, it, and it was obvious it was women that were hired by Democrat operatives to make these allegations. But Republicans are so used to the tactic of, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. They drop out of the race. Well, they tried that playbook with Herschel Walker with a woman coming out with an app because Herschel Walker came out solidly pro-life. So they tried to trot out as he was starting to emerge in the polls, getting neck and neck with uh, Ralph Warnock. And so they, they tried to trot out this woman with an allegation that not only was he pro-abortion, but he had paid for her to have an abortion. And, it, you know, some of the people that I heard about down in Georgia were like, oh, gosh, you know, Christians, I just don't know that I can vote for that Herschel Walker. Oh, so instead you're going to vote for Ralph Warnock, who uh, is evicting people for $25. Herschel Walker denied the allegations. There was no proof that they were true. So why, you know, why do why do conservatives just automatically believe the worst and are so willing to just cave to the Democrats? Well, you know what? Herschel Walker did not cave. And not only did he not cave, he filleted that Ralph Warnock in the debate. So then what did they do yesterday, the day before? Here comes another woman with another abortion allegation for which Herschel Walker denied. So that brings us, that's the background that brings us to the hot mic moment today. And I don't remember where Joe Biden and Chuck, up Chuck Schumer were, but what was happening was, he, I, I think it sounds as though Chuck Schumer was trying to give an update to Joe Biden as to going into the midterms. And up Chuck Schumer was like, you know, guess the one state where we're going and he makes this hand motion like, you know, um, water going down into a drain. And he says, Georgia. And he's like, can you believe this? Can you believe these people actually want Herschel Walker? Like they're so absolutely shocked. And and he doesn't say anything as though um, it, it, it didn't have anything to do from what we could hear about anything about the allegations. It wasn't as though Chuck Schumer's got some actual goods on Herschel Walker. It wasn't as though he was saying something like, this Herschel Walker is such a lying hypocrite. He, you know, he did this to these women and yet he's running. There was no background to it. It's just, you know, uh, this state, this state is no, I think he says at one point and I'm, and I'm, and this is just me struggling to hear it, but I'm pretty sure he says at one point that, you know, bad news here, man, this Georgia is, is not really the blue state or it's not going blue like we thought it was. It has nothing to do his upset, his disdain, his shock, his dismay that he's communicating to Biden has absolutely nothing to do with anything about Herschel Walker's character, his integrity, any claims made against him. It's just straight up about power. Because that's what it's always about, right? And these conservatives, they're debating whether or not to vote for Herschel Walker. And not that I'm making a comparison between him and Mitt Romney, but the people that wouldn't vote for Mitt Romney just because he was Mormon gave us Barack Obama. Right, and evidently... Carl Rove, I was, well, before I get into Carl Rove, we, uh, we've got a battle going on in the state of Utah for Mike Lee. There's things about Mike Lee that I feel like he's tiny bit squishy on. He's a constitutionalist, I, but I don't think he's, 
Um, I don't think he's quite conservative enough for me on some of the culture warrior stuff, but clearly he's better than McMuffin, this this uh, Ed, uh, what's his something, Edwin or whatever his name is, Edward McMullen or what whatever his name is, who Mitt Romney is funding, who uh, claimed to be a Republican at some point and then an independent who voted against Donald Trump in 2016. This and, and Mitt Romney is basically funding somebody who's a phony, pretending to be a conservative, pretending to be Republican. And the entire point of it is just to basically throw that Senate seat to the Democrats. Now we and then you go that's in Utah. So then we go over to Pennsylvania and we find out that Carl Rove, remember Carl Rove? Suppose the architect of George the George W. Bush campaign going back to the years 2000 and 2004 and the, and you know I get it Carl Rove did do a good job in masterminding a get out the vote campaign. But he is never he is not nor has he ever been a conservative. George W. Bush is not nor has he ever been a conservative. Mitt Romney is not, nor has he ever been a conservative, right? These are the rhino uniparty establishment people that are in the process of literally trying to keep the Democrats in the majority. Could they be any more traitorous than that? Because I'll take I'll take Chuck Schumer any day of the week. He's honest a, about who he is. Th- yes, that he's honest about who he is. Than a Mitt Romney who's pretending to be on your side while he's literally on the side of Chuck Schumer. And Karl Rove and his American Crossroads PAC is right now trying in the state of Pennsylvania to not have Doug Mastriano win as governor, but literally trying to help the Democrats. He's literally funding money right now to try to stop Mastriano from winning the governor's race in Pennsylvania. And the excuse is because Mastriano is an election denier. This coming from the man, remember 2000, Bush v. Gore, right? Hey, this, this kind of vitriol was not used against Al Gore, who was an election denier, drugged this country through how many weeks of hanging chads, right? I detest these Republican rhinos. Um, uh, you know, there, there, I, 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 there's been times where I haven't been a huge fan of Ted Cruz, but I'm loving this Ted Cruz. Of this past I hope he sticks week. around. I hope he sticks around. And he made some comments today we want to share with you guys when we come back from the break that has to do with some impeachment. The I word. Impeachments. About Dare, time. Yeah, about time, man. It's about blank time, as Lizzo sings. I know y'all hate that Lizzo, but I do like that song. Stay tuned. This is the Andrew K. Show on AIM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson sent two hundred pieces of paper to a U.S. Delaware, a, a U.S. A, a U.S. attorney in Delaware, a guy whose last name was Weiss. He was appointed by Trump. Uh, but that really means nothing anymore because we know that these judges, uh, these in particular, most most attorneys and judges coming up today are coming out of these rotted, fetid communist institutions called Harvard and Yale and Princeton. We got to stop. We got to stop putting judges from these crap, com, commie crap weasel schools in, in, in on our bench. 
Uh, so um, Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson sent 200 pages. The details of what has gone on with the infestation and uh, between the Biden family and the Chinese Communist Party and the institutions is shocking um, to some degree, not in others, because we've known that that's what Joe Biden did. Right. We knew he hauled. He, we knew he hauled Hunter around. Not unexpected. Right. He, we knew he hauled Hunter around. There's details that are coming out now, though, about this woman named Jackie, not unlike Swalwell's Fang Fang. Right. Who actually was the go between between uh, the Biden family and the Chinese Communist Party and Chinese companies over there, where what this person did basically, here's one example of what was revealed, was that um, this woman had an idea. She wanted uh, the Biden family to buy up our natural gas and then sell it to China. In addition, this person was the one who tried to encourage Joe Biden to run for president and then was sharing campaign strategy with China. Just a couple of little hits. There's all kinds of evidence in these 200 pages that have to do with Joe Biden's involvement, including the fact that he was referred to at one point as an office buddy of Hunter and keys needed to be handed over to Joe Biden. There's absolutely no question that and and these documents were known going back to 2020, including being in, in the um, possession of Chuck Grassley at the time and, Ron, and, and Senators Ron Johnson. There's absolutely no excuse for Joe Biden to have been installed into the White House. The Republican Party should have been screaming, should have been screaming and yelling about this all day, every day. There are, uh, the Democrats would have yelled about it where the situation reversed. There is, quite frankly, or you know, some people are saying Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson are like a dog on a bone. Really? Because if they were really like a dog on a bone, wouldn't they have been screaming about this and demanding that Attorney General Barr do something about it and screaming about it going into the election that we cannot have this man anywhere near our White House? And then on top of it, they're demanding an answer. They put all this through to the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, all these documents, and they're like, we need a response from you, but we'll take that response the day after the election. Why? Why would you give them until the day after the election to respond? It just feels like game playing. It feels like we've got uh, representatives pretending that they're, they're a dog on a bone. It just feels very Trey Gowdy to me. There's lots of grounds for impeachment for Joe Biden. The U.S. border, an invasion that was intentional is one. How about the human? How about the fact that the U.S. government right now with this open border is the the largest human trafficking operation in the world? How about that? I'm glad, though, that there's at least talk of impeachments for um, others, but we still need to have impeachment for Joe Biden. If we there's a there is we're in a war the, but well, are, do the do the Republican part does the Republican Party know we're in a war, Skins? Because the Democrats are in a war with us. They sure don't act like it. I remember on the fifth anniversary of nine eleven. I've told this story many times. Former uh, ambassador to Pakistan said the the terrorists are in a war with Western civilization. Don't you people get it? Don't you think at all? That's kind of where we're at. But. At least Ted Cruz is talking some impeachments. Here's who he says should be impeached. Um, 
PDQ. Skins, please play clip three. Uh, I believe the first person who should be impeached is Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, because the chaos at our southern border, there it is utter and blatant lawlessness. And four and a half million people have crossed illegally under Joe Biden. It is a disaster. I spend a lot of time at our southern border. And I think Mayorkas will be impeached. I believe he'll be impeached as well. Congressman Biggs has been wanting to impeach him for a while. Um, This is a man who's continued to lie to the American people. He's, you know, he is the um, worker bee of the human trafficking operation, right? He is, he's the employee for the United States of America who's, you know, who's the, this is his specific function. If you were to look at the org chart, look at the roles and responsibilities of him and his position, he's supposed to be, you know, that's, that's his, you know, that's his, his area of what, of responsibility, right? But isn't that still kind of like taking out the, you know, the the little mules, the, you know, the the dude selling the dime bags on the quarter on the corner? Don't we still don't they try to get that the actual head of the operation, which is Joe Biden, when the when the the Democrats impeached Donald Trump, did they did they bother to impeach anybody else on underlings, any of the underlings? Nope. No. He goes on to say Merrick Garland should be impeached. Mayor Garland and Mayorkas are just, they're just doing what their boss is telling them to do. They're selling the dime bags where and when and for how much as being ordered by the Gus Fring of the operation, right? That's what's going on here. I mean, do you think, Skins, that this is, are you glad that this is at least something yeah, it, it's something. And, you know, Cruz occasionally gets fiery. I hope he keeps that fire in his belly because a lot of the other Republicans, Biggs as well, uh, they're just not calling this stuff out. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. You do. Um, but every Republican should be saying this. Every Republican should be saying this. They should, all should be saying it in unison, and they're not. Um they're they're worried right now about whether or not they're going to you know have to actually be I th- I t- I tell you that I think that some of the some of the leadership is more worried right now about having uh, about when it, us them being in the majority and being expected to do something that they don't want to do which is to honor the agenda of the American people right um, somebody asked me today I heard this story about the fact that we're 20 something days away from not having any diesel. Did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, I heard that. I talked about it on my show last night. Did Nobody you? else is talking about it. Yeah. Who, right? We're aw- think, think about that. Supply chain stop. You think it's bad now. We're a week and a half away from the midterms. Is nobody's talking about the fact that the Biden administration, which is exporting 10 million barrels a day of natural gas and um, going and begging for oil from Saudi Arabia and destroying our, our energy system. And we've got inflation that's the highest in 40 years and almost $7 a gallon of gas here in California. Joe Biden, by the way, I don't know if you heard this. He lied today and said that California had over $5 a gallon of gas when he took office. That is a flat out lie. But where are the Republican Party screaming? about this i want to know what, what the where you this what? diesel situation ride, is the gop could ride this one to the election this is huge i'd be like we have we about out of diesel you think we we still hadn't solved that baby formula still shortage. nothing is being done nothing's being done about it 
I guess the plan is, as we talked about on last night's show, I guess the plan is they're going to be tapping into the diesel reserves that are supposed to be saved to heat the homes in the Northeast. We know what the Dems are planning to do. We know what they're working on a week and a half going into the elections. How can they steal the elections? Coming up next, we've got Patrick Colbeck with us. He is a former Michigan state senator. He also ran for governor in Michigan in 2018. He knows the Michigan situation inside and out. And he's here to discuss that the Michigan secretary of state is refusing to comply with election laws. And let me tell you, Michigan is hugely important to us. Tudor Dixon is about to wipe the floor with Gretchen Whitmer. At least she was until I read this story. So stay tuned. We're going to share this with you when we come back from the break. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show on this Friday Eve. Oh my goodness. Happy to be rolling into Friday. Before we do though, we got to continue to share with you guys everything that you need to know about what's happening. Y'all know we've been telling y'all for months that we're not quite so sure that things are going to be on the up and up going into these elections. And then sure enough, here's case in point last week. I think we talked about Arizona where suddenly all these upwards of 6,000 ballots went out to for marked federal uh, elections only. Pennsylvania said there may be delays in the county. Yeah. Then there was another state. I'm not sure. I don't remember now if it was Colorado that said, oh, gee, a bunch of mail-in ballots went out to 30,000 or uh, or some house emails maybe went out to people that, that were registered. I don't remember how it went out and to whom, but it was to foreign uh, people in the country that were um, foreigners, and I don't remember what their category was, and they were given instructions on how to vote. Um, of course, they said that we're on it. That's not going to, no, no, no issues there, nothing to worry about. Now we find out that the Michigan's Secretary of State is refusing to comply with election laws. Joining me now to discuss, well, let that sink in a moment before I bring in the guest. The Michigan Secretary of State is refusing to comply with election laws. Patrick Colbeck is here. He was actually a Michigan state senator from January 2011 to 2019 and also ran for governor of Michigan in 2018. When he was with the Michigan uh, State Senate, uh, part of his assignments uh, was service as vice chair of the Senate Elections and govern- a Government Reform Committee. And he joins me now to discuss. Hi, Patrick. Thank you for being on the Andrea K. Show. Hey, it's great to be with the Andrea K. All right. So, okay. So I guess, you know, things are looking bad for them up there, at least particularly with this Tudor Dixon versus Gretchen Whitmer governor race. So I guess they just decide, well, we just won't comply with the election laws. Is that what's going on? Well, I think she decided that a long time ago because the guidelines that she put into place uh, most recently that we uh, in a uh, decision by Judge Brock Schwartzel in the court of claims, he overturned uh, five different sections of some poll challenger guidelines that she put in place. Now, these poll challenger guidelines uh, were designed specifically to inhibit the ability of poll challengers to oversee the elections. Uh, mm. They have a right under Michigan statute to uh, observe exactly what's going on during the counting process. And her rules that she put in place were not just arbitrary rules. They were actually designed to preclude the ability of poll challengers to do their duties to ensure the integrity of the election. So, and by the way, this isn't the first time she's done this. This is, by our count, the fifth time she's actually been busted by a court 
uh, for violating Michigan election law. And so she's a serial lawbreaker. And, you know, eventually something's got to happen here. And thankfully, we have an election this this year. And uh, hopefully we get Christina Caramo uh, across the finish line and replace her as secretary of state, because I know Christina is going to follow the law. Well, it's so we I'm verklempt. I'm sitting here finding out that we've got somebody that just continues to break the laws, the secretary of state, and she just continues along in her position. I mean, do y'all not have like a way to remove somebody from office who's broken the law? Or is this just the way America is right now? You know, the Democrats, just two sets of laws, one for the Democrats and one for Republicans. It is that way. I mean, obviously, we got an attorney general that could make a big deal out of this because of the serial aspect of Jocelyn Benson's desire to break our laws. And and frankly, it's the it's uh, frankly the criminal intent associated with serially breaking our laws right now. Do you know, to this date, um, the Michigan secretary of state just recently issued their qualified voter files, list of all the registered voters in the state of Michigan. And uh, it's required by law to maintain voter records for a period of five years. In the latest version of her qualified voter file, she has um, 170,738 fewer voters than she says voted in the 2020 election. And for those who are uh, keeping score, the reported vote margin in Michigan that they said was so insurmountable uh, was 154,188 votes. So she has 170,000 ballots that were cast that don't have any record of any voter having cast those. Wow. All right. So, you know, nothing matters in our country if elections don't matter. I mean, you can be the best candidate, you know, right? I mean, you know, I look at Tudor Dixon, who really what has run just in Michigan has just run a magnificent campaign, so articulate, so disciplined, just shredded Whitmer in the debate, and now she's she's poised. But I don't know if if based upon the serial uh, criminal Secretary of State there and and what's going to happen. I know that there was all kinds of shenanigans involving Michigan in the 2020 presidential election. So I mean, how confident should Michiganders be going into this really important gubernatorial race? Well, I, you know, our elected officials may be asleep at the wheel here in Michigan, but the people are not. And so there's a point of concern of uh, encouragement, I would like to say. First of all, it was what I call meddling kids <laughs> that were the ones that were responsible for getting this court case active in the first place. There's a whole bunch of folks dedicated to election integrity that are not elected officials, that are not election officials in the state that actually were the ones promoting this court case. And uh, because of that, we are actually getting some accountability. So one of the things we can do to is to make sure everybody understands the fact that this ruling has been passed, which is why it's important to get out on on shows like yours and let as many people know as possible. Because even when we do win these victories and you know what the the old mantra is that we've never won in court and all that kind of garbage and there is no evidence. You've heard all the all the false narratives that are out there. Well, this is the fifth time she's broken the law, but we got to get that word out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a tree falls in the wilderness, does it make a sound, right? right. <laughs> and now, and back in 2020, we won a similar court case against a bogus six-foot uh, injunction um, where they forced separation between poll challenger and poll workers of six foot. And that was designed to um, to actually prohibit poll challengers from going on. 
Because if you're over 50, like I am, it's kind of tough to see that without binoculars sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, but the, the, the challenge was, that, so even though we got an injunction that was issued days before the election, it wasn't communicated by Jocelyn Benson to anybody. It wasn't communicated by the election officials. And so we had conflict at the polls because our poll challengers knew that the injunction was in place and that there was no such thing as a six-foot rule. But all the poll workers were trained to think that there was a six-foot rule and it created mm-hmm. conflict. She was trying to create that same conflict here at the polls with these uh, poll challenger guidelines. That's why they're trying to keep us from getting the word out about this, because I believe they're trying to foment conflict at mm-hmm. the polls. Yeah. If you pay attention to the rhetoric that's happening in all the news stories everywhere, they're trying to paint us as a bunch of extremists. Well, I'll tell you, I, every time I've gone to a rally for people that are investigating elect- uh, the election fraud, we're out there singing God bless America when they're going off and talking about elections, they're burning down buildings. Well, yeah, much different uh, um, scenario, but that's what we're trying to get out. We're trying to preclude conflict and, you know, court victories like this should help us mitigate that risk. Well, they should. And, and I'm glad to have you on tonight because we have to be constantly talking about the truth about what is going on uh, with our elections. And they're trying to shut down any conversation about it by criminalizing the idea of even questioning anything at all going on with our elections. And we just can't allow them to do it. I just refuse to do it. I'm not going to let anybody act as though uh, questioning the outcome of an election is, you know, akin to being, you know, some kind of evil person. I mean, it's like it's worse than being called a racist at this point in this country. That's the level of, of vitriol and hyperbole they're trying to use in order to continue their scam, continue to be able to, um, you know, uh, run roughshod over our elections and steal our elections by criminalizing anybody. You know, it, it's like... It, it, and and by the way, they're the party of election denying, right? Yeah. Whether we're talking about Bush v. Gore, remember Bush v. Gore? Yeah. I mean, Gore ran us this country through the through the mud for how long? How many weeks over hanging chads? The man never had a count that was above, never had a W in his column ever at any point, and it had to, and it was never going to end until the Supreme Court ended it, right? And we could go on and on and on. And but we, we we I'm glad you you're putting this story out there. I'm going to continue to talk about election fraud. And one of the things that we need to encourage people to do, Patrick, I hope you agree, is that I find it interesting that they're going after means for people to oversee what's yeah. going on. And everybody exactly. needs everybody needs to get active wherever you are within the sound of my voice. It's time to stop being lazy and apathetic. It's time for everybody to get at the Democrats are working 24 hours a day, right, to seize yeah. control over our nation. And we've got to get active and we need to be volunteering. And that means um, observing in Arizona, Carrie Lake and her people, they had people sleeping by these drop boxes. They had people observing yeah. every area of going on in our elections. And that's what we've got to do. Right. And we're doing the same thing here in Michigan. And, you know, something else we need to do. We need to understand how they stole the election in 2020. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wrote this book called The 2020 Coup, What Happened and What We Can Do. If you go to the 2020coup.com, you can get your, uh, it tells you where you can get access to it. But we really got to get informed. We need to know what the election laws are. We need to know what they're doing to subvert it. And uh, that's why I applaud uh, efforts by folks, uh, these meddling kids all over the country, like Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips and, by the way, keep them in your prayers today because they had a uh, contentious courtroom uh, today uh, in their uh, trial but from where Connick Incorporated is suing uh, True the Vote right now um, for defamation. And, uh, and frankly, the ones that should be on the hot seat are Connick because they identified that they're sharing personally identifiable information on 1.8 million poll workers 
in America with the Chinese Communist Party overseas. So yeah. um, they, they are trying to protect their sources. And as a result, uh, the um, judge is uh, holding them in contempt. So Ugh, and Crazy. And you know what's even yeah, and you know what's even crazier is how in the world did any any jurisdiction, any area decide to hire a company run by a Chinese national involving machines and data in our elections? I know. Well, when you look at the wiring diagrams for their software and what they implemented, this Polchi software in California, which is where you are. The state of California has had this connected to their elect, uh, their uh, voter files, their voter registration databases, and uh, their voting systems, i.e. the election results databases. So <clears throat> if you want an explanation for how Newsom survived his recall, that may be one of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we suspected it was something. Of course, there was never any any explanation done. We never got any explanations. Uh, so, you know, it's just there's an acceptance, uh, you know, and, and while on the one hand, I'll leave it at this. On the one hand, yes, we need to be volunteering and we need to be, you know, working hard to overcome the fraud. How about we also work hard? leadership out there listening to me to actually stop the methods of fraud taking place instead of putting the burden onto the voter to have to overcome the fraud by feet on the street. We shouldn't have to do that, right? We should be able to distrust our elections and go and vote on election day. Absolutely. And the key to that, frankly, is law enforcement. Uh, We had over 15 laws that were violated in the 2020 election just in Michigan alone. There was zero prosecution. So that needs to change. That's why this court ruling that we talked about it's so important because it shows that we're finally moving in the right direction. Well, thank you for all you're doing for election integrity, because that's really how we're going to preserve this nation or save it or get it back. Um, tell everybody again about the website on the election fraud. Oh, yeah, sure. Go to the 2020coup.com and uh, there's links to evidence. I got over 20, 220 footnotes in this book. So you can go off and research it yourself and come to your own conclusion. I know I've been looking at this stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know what happened, and better yet, I, I know what we need to do in order to protect ourselves going forward. So get out and vote, and um, there's a lot of watchdog activities out there. The folks at the America Project have some great guidelines that can help people as well. So please just get educated because we can't take this uh, vote for granted. Uh, we're no. called the Constitutional Republic for a reason, and that only works if we have confidence in our election. Absolutely. Patrick Kolbeck, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you very much. Not going to lie. Thanks. Have a good one. Take it easy. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. Got to shift gears back down to Uvalde. Wait till y'all hear what was revealed finally all these months later with the body cam footage of these cops and the, quote, Department of Public Safety. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. I don't know why it took this this long to get this truth uh, out from uh, what went on outside the classrooms as children were being picked off and slaughtered. Um, Yeah, I guess we know why, because it's the truth. And... This story, Uvalde, was immediately seized upon by the evil forces of the left to try to exploit these dead babies for gun control. It was obvious on day one as parents were being restrained, 
cops, 400 cops standing outside the school and they were restraining parents from going in and wanted to save their children. And people were on, I had a guest on my show was like, well, this is protocol. They have to secure the perimeter. Okay, well, secure the perimeter. You don't need 400 people to secure the perimeter. The perimeter that needed to be secured and people saved was inside the school and involved these children. None of them went in. And now worse, there's body cam footage that has come out where you can hear the police officers complaining about not wanting to put their lives in jeopardy, which is what they swore to do when they took the job. And make no mistake about it. I can't imagine what it would be like to be going towards bullets. But if you're going to assume the role of something that extraordinary, then do your job. You don't take money from the taxpayers under the guise of you being that person to go into that building where there's gunfire and not do the job. You want to know why? Because dead children end up as a result. And the solution is not gun control. The people telling us that we shouldn't have guns to, to defend ourselves are also the same people attacking cops. Tying their hands behind their backs, tying the hands behind the backs of the good cops who actually do want to get in there and engage. And then they want to defend cops that don't want to engage, that just want to take money from the taxpayers and sit around eating donuts all day long. Here's some of the comments that were made. Um, one of the officers says, want to jump the effing gate or what? The other one says, what's the safest way to do this? I'm not trying to get clapped out. Like, look, you know, what's the safest way for us to do this? In other words, because I ain't trying to take on a bullet. Children were being slaughtered while this was going on. Me neither, says the first officer. Get this. The other one says, I also don't like standing right by the windows where we can get shot, bro. What doesn't this explain, Skins? Why we one of the things we were asking for was why didn't somebody, a sharpshooter, knock a window out and put a bullet in this man's head? Because they didn't want to take a bullet through the window. Well, if they could be shot through the window, couldn't they have shot? It's what logic seems to dictate to me. There was also um, video of confusion going on. Well, yeah, because we had Keystone cops running around acting fools. Um, and then another one, get this, Kenz, it gets even worse. One cop actually starts cautioning another one. Hey, man, you might not want to do that. You might be putting yourself in danger. You're going to put yourself in danger, one officer can be heard asking another officer. So not only did we have cowards refusing to go towards bullets, or even, and and not even necessarily towards bullets, but even in the vicinity of where the shooter is to save children, they're actually discouraging anybody to do that. Andrea, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Uh, maybe I'm a little slow, but isn't it that uh, cops' jobs often involve putting themselves in dangerous situations? Yeah, Department of Public Safety Director Steve McGraw, in previous statements to the families of the victims, said he would resign if his troopers had, quote, any culpability in the botched police response. Uh, Brett Cross, whose 10-year-old nephew was killed, confronted McCraw, uh, McCraw today and said, are you a man of your word? Absolutely, McCraw responded. Then resigned, Cross said. Evidently, there was a meeting today. McGraw said, I can tell you this right now. DPS has an in, as an institution right now did not fail the community, plain and simple. What's his idea of not failing? What, what's it, if, if this isn't a fail, what is? 
A hundred people? A hundred children How being can you killed? Say anything went right on that day. Wow. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And I think babies were still in those class still in that classroom when the Democrats and even some Republicans started cooking up a plan for gun control legislation. I don't know how any of these people can live with themselves. How this man could look these families in the eye and say, oh, we did nothing wrong. We didn't fail anybody here. When it's on video. Basically, what he's saying is, is that it, it, they don't, they're not required to go in. They're not required to, to risk their lives. The parents that were restrained who wanted to go in to risk their lives to save their children. What does that say about, uh, unfortunately, Andrea, about the officers? The parents are willing to go in. Yeah. The officers are too willing about, uh, too worried about getting hurt. And if they weren't going to go in, why did they restrain the parents? Let the parents go. Let the parents go. Unbelievable. This Who is suffered again. It's the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have fostered a society of laziness, of apathy, of entitlement. This is typical classic govern- government worker mindset. What? I'm not going to go and risk my life. I get a bullet through the window. Yeah, I get. Hey, dude, you, you, you're putting yourself in danger there. And there's nobody. And 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 it, it, has anybody come out and said? We did this gun control legislation on the basis of this, and and it had nothing at all to do with the with the problem and what happened. Nothing whatsoever, right? This is why I was glad that Lee Zeldin completely destroyed yeah, that Hochul. Was great, that was a great it, moment it, it, in the debate because one of the one of the things he said to her and talking and we couldn't play all the clips, but and talking about the crime in New York that uh, her her only solution, her only response to anything related to the incredible violent crime happening in New York was gun control, gun control, gun control. Andrea, can you imagine the momentum that's going to give real Republicans should he win? Well, you would think it would. You'd think it would be. But we've got to have Republicans stand strong and stop the stupidity. This uh, the, These midterms are really about, I heard somebody say it today, I don't know who it was. Sanity is literally on the ballot in these midterms. Sanity is on the ballot about sanity, about gun control, sanity in particular when it comes to children, about not mutilating their genitals, sanity when it comes to sealing the border, sanity when it comes to our energy policies, right? We're 20 something days away from not having any diesel. We need sanity. Well, we're going to share with you guys some more sanity on the other side of the break. Hour two of the Andrea K show coming up. Stay tuned. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.